In the morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, you're listening to St. Mark and Bemidji's podcast, a program that invites you to stop and take a second look at God's Word four times a week. Today, and for the next several weeks, we're going to continue our liturgy study. Liturgy is a fancy word for the way we conduct ourselves in a divine service, but there's so much more to it than that. Every bit of a traditional Lutheran liturgy is literally packed with ways that God wants to serve us. Yep, I said that right. God serves us. And how do we respond? With gratitude for what God has done for us is inconceivably merciful, good, and loving. The liturgy also connects us back through the ages to the church at large, stretching back thousands of years and even echoing similar services that the people had as they looked forward to the Messiah in the Old Testament, stretching back even further. So I'd like to invite you to continue with us in our study today, and if you're interested, listen to the past episodes on the same topic. Today we look at the salutation and collect. Pay attention to the details. Ever hear that? Small things give insight, clues, information as to what's going on. How do you mark important things? When you hear this sound, then... When such and such happens, then... With its economy of language, things repeated in the liturgy take on special significance. That little verse called... The salutation is one of these. The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit. Now it is said, and also with you. It's updated language, but pay attention. To be sure, the salutation is quite significant, and just as surely, it is not an ecclesiastical equivalent of a typical Christian greeting of one another like, Hi, how you doing? Fine, how about you? The liturgy has no time for such meaningless pleasantries. Rather, this versicle and its response, occurring as it does three times, alerts us that something of unique importance is about to happen. At the gracious invitation of the Lord, the Lord be with you, he draws us to himself in a significant and powerful way. The Lord be with you marks something extremely important that is about to happen. And there is more here. This is formal language. It is not so much prayer as it is proclamation. The pastor is describing what exists. The Lord, by his choice, is with his people. He deals with them through the words and actions of his pastor. That any man should stand before the people of God, stand between them and God's altar, and presume to speak to them for God, This can happen only because God allows it. We recognize the pastor as speaking and acting at God's direction. God has chosen this man to do these things. Thus, the salutation finds its basis in a pastor's ordination, which is by God and not by men. He has been called by God to do what God directs him to do. The congregation recognizes this by its response and with thy spirit. Here, both congregation and pastor are reminded that pastor has received the gift 
of the Holy Spirit. St. Paul speaks of this in writing to Timothy. Do not neglect the spiritual gift within you, which was bestowed upon you through prophetic utterance with the laying on of hands. In 1 Timothy. Later, St. Paul expands upon this. I remind you to kindle afresh the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and love and discipline. 2 Timothy chapter 1 While no Lutheran would contend that ordination bestows any indelible character upon the person of a pastor, it is very difficult to argue that ordination is simply a human right in which nothing spiritual occurs. To the contrary, the pastor stands before his congregation as God's chosen spokesman, accountable to God, and on that basis speaks and acts at God's behest. God has gifted him for this work. Remember, the word is not, the pastor be with you, but instead, the Lord be with you. Dealing with pastor is to deal directly with God. The first use of the salutation comes just before the collect of the day. More on that in a moment. But where, to what extremely important thing, is God bringing us? To the reading and hearing of his word. Faith comes just by listening, says St. Paul. So this is extremely significant. The first, the Lord be with you, alerts the heart to prepare to hear the word. The first major portion of the liturgy. Secondly, we find the salutation introducing the second major portion of the liturgy, the service of the sacrament, in which the living Jesus unites himself physically with his people. The second salutation prepares us to move into the Holy of Holies of God himself, into Christ, and to have the forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation from the Savior himself placed into our very mouths. Finally, the last salutation occurs at the very close of the service, just before the benediction, when God once again places His name over the faithful as they move in liturgy, from temple to station in life. The salutation is the full assurance that God is with His people. He is Emmanuel, God with us. The Lord be with you. Where the Lord is, there His name and His kingdom, and there His will is being done. So, in sure expectation of this certain reality, God's people are to pray for this to happen among us. That is, right here, right now, in whatever place we happen to be, and in whatever time we happen to live. The Lord be with you. Liturgy is life, and life is liturgy. The last salutation at the close of the divine service, the Lord be with you, extends over the broad context of the entire liturgical life of the baptized, which is the hallowing of God's name among us, the coming of God's kingdom to us, and the doing of God's will among us. Where Jesus is, there his kingdom of light in the very midst of Satan's realm of darkness. Where God's name is hallowed, there forces of Satan and his demons are bound and kept in check. There the truth of God's word is proclaimed, which, 
exposes the lies of Satan. And there the baptized lead holy lives according to this truth, which stand in stark contrast to the counterfeit lives of the walking dead around them. Where God's will is done, every evil plan and purpose of the devil, the world, and our own sinful natures are broken and hindered. And the baptized are strengthened and kept firm unto everlasting life. The Lord be with you. That little prayer prays quite literally the reality of what it says. Oh yes, the prayer of the day, it is called a collect. As we prepare to hear the life-giving, life-saving gospel of our Savior, the salutation prepares our hearts to receive the power of God unto salvation, to be placed into us through our eyes and ears. This prayer, the collect, is a summary of the teachings of the day's three scripture texts, collected into one brief but pointed corporate prayer. Like much of the church's language, the word collect is Latin. It means gathered up. Week after week, the common desires flowing from the lessons of the day and the church year are gathered up into one petition and laid before God's throne of grace. In the collects, we clearly see the communion of saints of the church. Imagine for a moment being transported back in time to 5th century Rome. Naturally, you would know Latin, for that was the language of the church. Amazingly, though, you would hear familiar prayers. The vast majority of our collects can actually be traced to three Roman bishops dating all the way back to the 5th century, Leo I, Galatius, and Gregory the Great. By and large, we speak the prayers which these men wrote. Add one more individual, Thomas Cranmer, a 16th century Archbishop of Canterbury, and we have the ancient collects in English. Over the centuries, these prayers have been polished and refined. They are a beautiful summary prayers of the people of God who gather under a theme in the liturgy to hear the word and receive the sacrament. The point is to ask the Father in Christ's name. Ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Pray for spiritual needs, cleansing, forgiveness, comfort, etc., pleading, Through Jesus our Lord. Because we have only one mediator, one advocate, the God-man Jesus. Historically in the liturgy, the pleading concluded with the doxology words, Who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Thus the words in our prayer. More next time, my friends. We hope that today's meditation on God's Word has enriched you. Divine services are held right here in Bemidji, Minnesota at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Sunday school and adult Bible study is also offered between our Sunday services at 9.15 a.m. Our church services are live-streamed at 8 a.m. on Sunday mornings and are available afterwards on our channel, St. Mark Lutheran Church Bemidji. If you're listening or watching this podcast, you are cordially invited to join us in person next week and every week. This is our fourth year producing this podcast, 
and there is a large archive of devotional material online available if you want to learn more about God and His Word. Visit www.stmarkbemidji.org or look in the show notes in this podcast for a link to this and many other meditations on God. You can also search for St. Mark Bemidji on YouTube to find our channel. If you have any questions or you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website, which is once again, www.stmarkbemidji.org. All scripture readings are taken from the Holy Bible, New International Version, copyright 2011, and are used by permission from Zondervan. Meditation's daily devotional is published by Northwestern Publishing House and is also used by permission. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider subscribing and telling a friend. May God bless the rest of your day. Because I could not pay it Gave my full redemption price Do I need earth's treasures many I have one worth more than any That brought me salvation free Lasting to eternity